everyone. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about our venue consulting. We have broken up our offerings into four distinct needs, design, sales and client experience, marketing, and those all-important SOPs. You can take advantage of one or all of these tricky spots for your venue. If you want to learn more and get a few more details, head on over to hustleandgather.com to see how we can work together and reach your venue goals. All right, let's get to today's show. And so my boss told me, she said, if any point anyone wants to talk to your boss, you are all, you're going to know better than I am and say, you're talking to her. You're going to handle this 1000% better mm-hmm. than I can. Mm-hmm. And she just said, I trust you. Welcome to Hustle and Gather, a podcast about inspiring the everyday entrepreneur to take the leap. I'm Dana. And I'm Courtney. And we are two sisters who have started multiple businesses together. And yes, it is as messy as you think. Because we know that starting a business isn't easy. I mean, we've done it four times. And on this show, we talk about the ups and downs of the hustle and the reward at the end of the journey. And this year, we're talking with our guests about three important topics in our entrepreneurial journey, like team building, work-life balance, and how to recover from tragedy, both in business and in life. But up first is team building, because we know that as business owners, we're only as strong as our weakest link. We'll be talking about how to build, motivate, and empower your team. And today, we're learning from Tiffany Welton, founder of RBF Champagne Bar in Cary. As we are recording this episode, RBF is not yet open, and we're excited to talk with Tiffany about the process of beginning her business and what she's looking for while hiring staff for her new venture. Well, welcome. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for coming today. Of course. Appreciate it. Thank I you. love your business name, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Where did it come from? So there's a couple of stories that got us to RBF, yeah. Rusty Bitch Face. Mm-hmm. So the first one, I mean, because I had been kind of tootling with what I would do in an entrepreneurial sense. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple of ideas, but I wasn't sure which direction I was going to go. I was in a corporate job. I was miserable. I had done the thing. I had gone to grad school. I had kept growing in jobs, got to the leadership role. This is where, you know, I was like, this is where the magic's going to happen. And the magic was not happening. And I just realized I needed to do something else. And I needed to make a change in a different way. But the idea of the name came from uh, me just having a kind of moment in a Trader Joe's. Um, <laughs> I, it was, I was just in that consumed place. You know when you're mm-hmm. running an errand and you're just thinking of everything and mm-hmm. you're just just trying to survive and you're thinking and just and all the things are going through your mind mm-hmm. and I'm walking through and I'm probably just I'm probably thinking of like fourth grade like an embarrassing moment that happened in sure. fourth grade along with the like irritation of my boss all these things and a man stops me totally in my tracks with uh I think this, there was something like a bottle of champagne and a block of cheese like in my cart <laughs> because mm-hmm. you know that makes sense yeah. like you know always <laughs> <laughs> always it made sense and he's like honey you would be so much prettier if you smiled what? And I don't know what, and it wasn't the first time it happened. Sure. Like mm-hmm. I, I just, I walk around with kind of like the weight of the world. It's mm-hmm. not that I'm walking around mad. I mm-hmm. just, that's just my face sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And he said that. And all I kept thinking was nobody would ever go up to him and say that. Mm. No one would ever mm-hmm. go yeah. up to a dude and say like, you know what? You'd be much more handsome if you just put that pretty little smile on your face. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what you could do? You could be a little more perky and a little more positive. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we taking that on? Right. And so I really started to dig into it. And I was thinking back to my my previous jobs and just like the reviews that I would have. And it was like, you know, everything's great. Your numbers are good. Your team's happy. But you could be a little bit more perky or a little more positive. Mm-hmm. And 
like none of that ever made sense to me. Right. And mm-hmm. but then I would talk to girlfriends that were like, they are typically more bubbly and smiley and happy. Mm-hmm. And their bosses would tell them, no one's going to take you seriously. Mm-hmm. You look stupid. <laughs> Be more serious. So which one is it? Right. Yeah. yeah. Which Wh- one is it? Which <laughs> one is it? And I think the answer is none of them. Mm-hmm. I think it's always trying to put us into a box. Mm-hmm. And trying to make us work in a place that's not us. And mm-hmm. it's always saying that we're not enough. Mm-hmm. And so I really thought through that and thought about just so many different pieces of my life and my experience and how that really worked into it, how it came to RBF, the champagne bar. It was just the idea that came with it. But um, it really is more than just yeah. than just what that is. Yeah. It's really just that whole encompassing piece of what we so many of us experience in work and our families and in society. So just really wanted to kind of have something to encapsulate that. Yeah. It's kind of taking a stand against it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like calling it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So everyone's welcome, whether you're like the bubbly perky or the resting bitch face. Yeah. And you're, and you're somebody. (laughs) For everyone finds a friend's cheers or the new cheers. Exactly. It's like Mm -hmm. even someone who doesn't like walk around with a mean mug like I do. Mm -hmm. That's their RBF, you know, Mm -hmm. like that. And that's, that's cool. Right. That's okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, what made you decide, like, where was the the pivot point? You, you obviously worked in corporate, mm-hmm. and then you decided to open the champagne bar. Like, where would where'd that leap come from? I know we were just talking about this a mm-hmm. second ago that you were in uh, something with vaccine management. Yes. And, like, so, totally related. <laughs> it, I started with this company. So, I had been in organ and tissue donation, um, mm-hmm. whole body donation wow. for— um, between eh, probably around 12, 13 years and doing all the business development, public relations um, within that. And so went to grad school, did the thing, um, decided, found myself on a leadership team. And it's a, I probably will never get sued, Um, but it was a company that uh, (laughs) provided, uh, like provided help towards, um, towards public sector and private sector. and, And they were immunization programs and I started about a month prior to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it was it was wild. It yeah. was just I'm sure. It was not what I had envisioned. And it wasn't even just the work and obviously the circumstance of what was happening with the pandemic. I joined the company because it was a mostly female mm-hmm. executive mm-hmm. team. And I was like, yes, yeah. this is where I can come in, mm-hmm. really help like really create that new table, bring more chairs to the mm-hmm. table like really start mentoring my my team and have them understand their market value how they what they can bring to the table how to bring more people to those seats mm-hmm. and very quickly i learned that it was it was a little bit more of i think an old school group mm-hmm. and this is why i would say it's not all men it's not all women mm-hmm. but it was women that weren't ever willing to help people get to their place. Mm-hmm. They wanted to keep everybody yeah. smaller yeah. so they could stay where they were. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, obviously very patriarchal system in sure. regards to that. And it's almost like they didn't know better. Mm-hmm. It's they, I mean, we've all lived in those places where there was one seat for one woman and you had to keep it. Right. We're beyond that. Right. And this, it just, and it didn't ever feel right. It felt, it was always trying to make everybody around them feel feel little and yeah. not worthy. Mm-hmm. And I think that was when I came to the realization of it's not just about being on an executive team to make the change. You kind of have to throw out the book, throw out the old table, and build your mm-hmm. own one. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what I knew I needed to do. I need to build the damn table mm-hmm. and add the damn chairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you. That's really awesome. And I think that's so true because I think that there is this misconception, especially you almost get 
um, you have this sense of safety when you're in a group full of women because you're like, of course we want to like promote each other and mm-hmm. they're going to hold out their hand and they're going to pull you up with them. Yep. And then a lot of times you're met with a, well, I worked 10, I've done X amount and I mm-hmm. did this and you have to follow that same painstakingly mm-hmm. terrible path to deserve, you know, the seat that I'm at. And it's like, well, why did you do it then? Like if mm-hmm. it's not to make the next person's path easier, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I had a my my boss and I will say like I'm not sure how if you two are how I met your mother people like oh, the, yeah. the show. Okay. <laughs> yes, so totally. you know like at the very end when um when Ted's like the last person you date before you find the person you mm-hmm. marry really tests you. Yeah. The last job I had before starting my own business really tested mm-hmm. me yeah. and it really put everything in perspective for me as to how I wanted to lead, mm. who, what I really wanted to stand for mm-hmm. and this this boss she she had done the role. She had been in it for years. I mean, she would be like, you have to go to this team member and you have to chew them out. They were wrong. You have to absolutely bring them to their knees. You need to make them cry. I obviously wasn't <laughs> doing that. But like then that same team member would go to her and say, oh my gosh, Tiffany had this horrible conversation with me. She's like, oh, that wasn't right. She should <laughs> never have done. So she could, and she would do the same thing with the clients. So she would always look mm-hmm. like she was saving the day. And yeah. it's like, how, oh, it's so what? It's horrible, mm-hmm, but yeah. it was- now being able to look back on it, like for a long time, like she stole my voice. Mm, she yeah. stole it. I sat on Zoom calls. I couldn't say anything because I was afraid of her calling me and screaming at mm. me and yelling at me. And she would send Slack messages to our entire leadership team. And so you like, and bashing me, it just, mm. it, it just, you take those moments. It's like, now I can look back almost two years later mm. and be like, what a beautiful, horrible lesson. <laughs> but like, I know how I want to lead and what mm-hmm. I want to do. And she she gave me that mm-hmm. really shitty gift, but yes. it was a gift. Yes. <laughs> so, well. I mean, that's – so I take that experience and I always want to hold it mm-hmm. and hold on to it and remember it mm-hmm. because that's what's driven me to do this. Sometimes it's easier to identify what you don't want than it is to identify what you do. Totes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think this segue is really great into our next section, which we're going to be talking about We've been this whole season, we've been talking about teams mm-hmm. and different types of teams and hiring fails and hiring yeah. successes. Mm-hmm. And you are just hiring a team, right? You're kind Correct. of a new team. So we want to talk about that process because mm-hmm. a lot of people we talk to have have established teams. And I think there's something really scary about building your, your first, first team. team. For sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's it's definitely been it's that you have to pay for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, totally. Like it's yes. gonna be all of your decisions that yes. what make or You're break. You're signing this their paychecks. Right. thousand percent. Yeah. There's no one you can blame on to be That's like, right. wow, what a shitty hire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like you need to work on that. Mm-hmm. Um so luckily, I mean, I did have a stint in my early part of my career mm-hmm. in recruiting. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so and I think with business development too, because I have about 20 years of business mm-hmm. development within different jobs, you just learn to read a lot. You learn mm-hmm. to, you can dig between the lines quite a bit. And also with resumes, you also, there's a story behind mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of digging through that story as well. So I think it has helped me in a lot of ways. But I went into this knowing I wanted to hire differently. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to me that I find myself in service because I've always thought like, I hate service and it feels very toxic and 
I didn't know if that, I can't believe I'm actually part of this, Mm -hmm. but I think there's a lot that comes in with the service industry and people starting at restaurants where it's, you're making a minimum wage. There are lifers. There's people that have been there forever. They're not here to train you and help you. They're going to throw you to the wolves. Mm -hmm. You almost, there's an initiation period. Mm -hmm. You just have to freaking deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I did not want to start out that way. Mm -hmm. And I think from the beginning part of this and knowing what I wanted to do, I knew from the bat, off the bat, I wanted to do a living wage. Mm -hmm. I think it's, for me and being in the business that I've been prior to, yes, it's a self, I've self-funded this whole, this whole thing. It's my, it's uh, my capital, my SBA Mm -hmm. loan. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yes, I'm putting the money and making this business happen, but to ask a group full of people to carry on your mission, to pretty much make your livelihood make sense. And for you, for me to actually do this thing, to pay them nothing, and then to have them rely on other people to make their lives right. mm-hmm. functioning right. and to walk in each day not knowing what they're going to make mm. and walking out this maybe the same day being like that wasn't worth the time right. and and doing that. So I knew so doing living wage based on like Carrie's living wage. Um, mm-hmm. So I knew I wanted to do that. Obviously, like with tipping, like people are able to come in and still tip and sure. do that whole thing. So um but I also wanted to look at people beyond just that had service experience. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people get into an industry and stay there. And I think a lot of bitterness comes from it. Sure. And I th- and it's, you can only focus on, oh yeah, that one asshole that walked in that reams you a new one <laughs> and hates their wine and wants everything for free. It's, and, but I wanted to get people that were just generally excited mm-hmm. for the mission and saw something bigger. And so, mm-hmm. because for me, it's bigger than me and I want it to be that way, but also to see the potential in it as mm-hmm. well. So I, so a lot of people that I have hired had reached out to me almost prior to me posting the position. Mm-hmm. They okay. reached out and said, I want to be involved and that's it. And yeah. I just love what you're doing. So a lot of people are actually working professionals. Some work in HR, mm-hmm. um, travel writer, uh, somebody has a graphic designer. There's just, everyone has like this mix of experience, but their personalities and just like the realness about mm-hmm. them are awesome. But the one thing, probably the thing that that I've always wanted to stay consistent to in my hiring is someone who's hungry. Yeah. And I remember in a job and telling my boss, she was still, she was one of the best bosses I ever had, but I was trying to work through into a promotion and I built this whole thing. And I'm like, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. And she kind of laughed at me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, no, that's, it was nonprofit. So they, they, yeah. they weren't, they, I mean, mm-hmm. they're sure. little, it's a totally yeah. different piece sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, but I am. Mm-hmm. And like, there was something that didn't click there. And yeah. so what I, I think there's something about people. It's like that grit and that mm-hmm. hunger for something else mm-hmm. I think is, you, you can't teach that. Yeah. So how did you identify that in your people? So when people came, I, it's like, just, I was very much off the bat, like, what did you, what have you read about me? Cause I actually, I have mm-hmm. one website that's talks only about the restaurant, but I have a whole other one mm-hmm. that if you can, if you click one other button from the normal website, it takes you to, oh, it takes you to a land of <laughs> where it was almost like kind of my start of the concept mm-hmm. yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see if people could get there and see it and just what they pulled from it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there, there were people that came in for the serving role and they're like, I'm not sure what RBF stands for. And mm-hmm. like, didn't know they were just looking for another job. And I turned away people with years and years of service experience. I said, no, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this isn't what I wanted to do. But I I very specifically remember one girl came in and um, 
I'm just really into the like the Gen Z right now. Mm-hmm. They are just they are gonna they are just taking over. Like, they so, are. Oh, yes. oh man. Yeah. Um, and she came in and she's like, you know, like I have my my job during the day and my friends like we all work from home and we get together and we like had a conversation together of how can we better our lives and mm-hmm. better our financial futures and put ourselves out in a way that we hadn't before. And we all decided let's get another little side hustle mm-hmm. and let's do something and we'll make the promise to ourselves and then like we'll save and then we'll go on a little trip together. Mm-hmm. Like they really sat there and mm-hmm. like thought it out. Mm-hmm. And everyone kind of has come to me with those types of things. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the girls working for me, like she's like, she has an HR role and it's a little slower this time of year. And she's, she's like, I'm, I'm always hungry for connection and Mm -hmm. hungry for like understanding people better and wanting to, she's like, that just expands who I am. Mm -hmm. It expands them. And it's like, I, that's what I was searching for, for people that like, it's not about handing somebody a glass of wine. It's about when someone walk, like a regular walks in, it's like, you were scared about that doctor's appointment Mm -hmm. last week. Mm -hmm. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, like, you okay? Like, I know that you were going through something tough last week. Mm-hmm. And connecting on a totally different level. Yeah. And everybody that I've hired has that mm-hmm. and really grasp that at a really deep, deep level. Mm-hmm. So that that's going to always come for me before experiences. But then also how I was looking at people's experience was this isn't just where I'm stopping. I would like other locations. I'd like to have a wine label at some mm-hmm. point. Like, what do you interested in marketing, social media. Do you want to manage later on? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to see a wine label grow? Like, would you be interested in like an, like more of an operations piece of that business development? Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, there's so many different little pieces and, but I want, I, I see that with people and it's Mm -hmm. like, let's expand on your strengths Mm -hmm. and where you want to go because most of these people are not stopping at a server role. Mm -hmm. They have other, they will have bigger lives and bigger dreams and right. yeah. and go on to bigger things. And if I can help them get to those places, mm-hmm. even if it's not with me, yeah. right. that's what I want to do. Right. No, I totally understand that. Yeah. What's been the biggest hurdle for hiring? I think it's sometimes just the positions that people don't see as glamorous. I think okay. there's a lot of service jobs that people aren't looking at, but I think a lot of, I've been able to capture a lot of the people for more of like mm-hmm. the customer interaction mm-hmm. piece of it for just like a standard little, like food prep position. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not gaining like the traction mm-hmm. that I wanted, mm-hmm. but I kind of turned that into something that's, that's probably more positive where I decided to not nix that piece of it. So I have a girl working for me and she's a Ukrainian refugee. So she, her English is actually fabulous. It's just, there's like, she's still getting through a piece of those. I mean, she's only been here for such a short amount of time mm-hmm. and, but doesn't know a whole lot about wine. So I was kind of like, Hey, would you be interested in a food prep? She said 1000%. Then I was thinking about it. Like the girl has done high level tech. She's been a chef. She's like, she's, she's done so much in her career. She's done wild amounts of social media marketing. And, um, and I was like, why don't you run the show, run the show in the back and help me with inventory, help me with Mm -hmm. ordering, help me with Mm -hmm. all these different pieces because you absolutely can do it. She's like 1000% will do it. I gave, gave her a bump and then decided instead of just having someone just back there prepping the entire time, Let's level the playing field a little bit. Let's make sure that everyone understands how hard everybody's job is. So mm-hmm. like kind of working on a rotational system where mm-hmm. someone's behind the bar. Some, some people are serving. Somebody's helping um, our girl in the back. Mm-hmm. Right. And then in a couple of hours, yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll shift around. If someone comes in and is like, you know what? 
I feel like I have this much energy today. Um, I'm hormonal, and I'm going to sit back and work with uh, work with, with our girl all all day in the food prep area. Right. Cool, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, and so really, it's someone's like, you know, like my back's kind of hurting. I'll just stand behind the bar instead of like, be, you know, mm-hmm. running around all day. Mm-hmm. Like, let's actually take time and understand what people are going through mm-hmm. and like and adjusting to that way too. But then also really having people know that they can step in for each other. Yeah. yeah. I love that. It's like kind of taking cross training to a whole new level mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, which I think it's a little bit more sustainable, really. 1000%. Because yes. you, you're not like locked into like only this person can replace my 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 mm-hmm. shift, right? For sure. Like they can do all the things. That's, I think it's a really neat concept mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. Yeah. And also I, I totally agree, builds up that camaraderie. I remember we were doing a team training one time and there was, um, it was a rental company mm-hmm. and we were talking to them about it and this, and it was during the pandemic. So they let go of pretty much all of their staff. And then, so the salespeople who normally just sat in a chair, they have hard jobs. Don't get me wrong. They're mm-hmm. very busy people, but they were, they hadn't ever washed linens or polished glassware or done any of that. And then she was like, I had no idea how much time and patience and energy and effort it took to make a rack of glasses look good enough to go out like and just the respect they had for that like oh, yeah. job now I've been doing that by myself yeah. and I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe the time <laughs> it takes to go through one rack of damn glasses and here I am with yes. a champagne boy bar school yeah <laughs> but yeah no it's totally true it's like yeah. and it gives people appreciation for right. what somebody else is doing mm-hmm. and then I think it just where it's like hey I can tell like you're exhausted do you want to switch out with mm-hmm. me and just do yeah. that and I think it'll really put an evil, even level playing field yeah. for everybody. And totally. also be built in culture there. As yes, well, 100%. creating that. Yeah, absolutely. Culture of very family yeah. oriented mm-hmm. team. team. Yeah. And I'm, it, it was mostly, I'm like, why didn't I think about before? But mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's part sure. of the process. Yeah. You know? Things are going to work, things aren't going to work. Yeah. So, what are you like most nervous about managing this team that you have? Like, what kind of gives you pause sometimes when you think about it? I think what gives me pause is if I were to miss something. Mm-hmm. If I obviously I'm running a business yeah. and mm-hmm. I'm looking at guest experience and financials and I tend to with with a very diagnosed ADHD brain, mm-hmm. like I get very focused and I I go very big picture and then I get really granular and then mm-hmm. it's somebody was seeing something or somebody was being like kind of secretly bullied or like mm-hmm. they were, there was some level of discrimination or mm-hmm. something was happening and nobody, and they didn't come forward. Yeah. I'm trying to very much on the front end to be like, no bullying, mm-hmm. no discrimination, like none of the clicky things. Mm-hmm. Like the second I feel it, you second you get that, the second, the longer you let even a small toxic behavior continue, it is a disease. It's like cancer. It is cancer. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing that I think companies do wrong. They keep yeah. people for way too long mm-hmm. and your team morale is destroyed. Right. And it, it's so hard to come back from. So I've been very vocal about that of just like, please just tell me, like pull, mm-hmm. pull me, pull my manager. There will be no retaliation. This is yeah, like going right. to be handled well. Just tell us. Not everybody feels comfortable to yeah. do that sometimes. Right. And I think those are the things that I worry mm-hmm. about where someone goes home and carries that anxiety mm-hmm. and carries that pain with them. Because mm-hmm. I know, I mean, I did I did in my own way in like my last job for so long. And that's what would kill me before anything mm-hmm. else yeah. is somebody that would carry something like that. So that's yeah. kind of the, the weird shit that goes through my head. Yeah. But it's, I think that makes me worry People are going to no-show. People are going mm-hmm. to give you yeah. no notice and quit. 
we can work through that. Yeah. You know, it's it that's just to be expected. And if I wasn't expecting that, it'd be crazy. You yeah. know, so it's I I worked in recruiting where that happened all the mm-hmm. time. Like I saw yeah. those things happen. So it's and it will it might be the person the last person you expect to do it. You know, yeah. but yeah. I think it's it's mostly I want to create a place that is so psychologically, emotionally, and mm-hmm. physically safe yeah. that. If I got the feedback that someone didn't feel that way, that would be the thing that yeah. killed me that I didn't. What? It's, ha- right. it's hard. It's it hard. It's hard. Just like thinking through kind of like that, because I feel like I have also like some missing things, gaps. Like I'm also a very big picture and will get hyper-focused and kind of miss a little bit of the middle. And like one of the things that I struggle with a lot is like some of the technology, like it's definitely beyond me. So when I start a class this year without Dana, teaching it by myself, <laughs> she has her own class. At Meredith, I was like, hey, this is me, blah, 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 whatever. I was like, I have, like, little to no technology skill. Like, I'm going to put a link up there that's not going to work. I'm going to forget to click Mm -hmm. a button. I'm going to do all these things. I was like, so it is not going to offend me when you point it out, when you raise your hand, you're like, hey, this is view only. I can't edit it. Or, hey, whatever, send me the email. Because if you're having problems with it, so is everyone else. We're just going to spend some amount of time on Tuesday and make sure every link works. Mm -hmm. You can see everything and everything lines up. And, like, they're really good about telling me, and, like, I don't get offended. So I think part of the thing that you could do is you could just let your employees know, like, this is how my brain works. Like, I think it's like very this. True. I think like this. Mm-hmm. These, this is what I'm afraid of missing. And these are the things that are concerned me about that. And then what if you had something that was, like, an anonymous, anonymous. way that they could yeah. just put it, like, hey, like, I'm feeling blah, 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 blah. Yep. And it's just anonymous. It's a really good idea. Yeah. I, I had sent out – it was probably a terrible idea on Sunday night. Like, I – I got, I've gotten to the place. Construction's pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually have to open a business now. Like, yes. Right. You're like, oh, I, we're I know this. do it this now. <laughs> and it's like, this is a great office space. Mm-hmm. But I guess I, it's an expensive one. But I yes. guess I have to like do something with it. And I had to just make a decision. And I scheduled like a ribbon cutting with Town of Carry. Mm-hmm. And okay. I like did these things. But so once I like make the decision and start mm-hmm. to do those things, I, I just go full motion. Yeah. Like, yeah. so I'm like, paralyzed, scared. This is how mm-hmm. I work. I, I go into total paralysis mm-hmm. and then I kick it off and then I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. So I sent this email to my staff of just of training and we're doing some friends and family things. And so I broke it down in this big email and about three of them were like, I need some clarification. Yeah. <laughs> things. I'm like, okay, well, nice work. You <laughs> were a little crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So then I wrote out this like, I'm like, okay, I'm finding what my holes are. Mm-hmm. Is sometimes I go too big picture right. and I needed to get granular yeah. and I needed to break it down and I didn't do that. So I'm like, okay, noted. But I, so that made me better that they mm-hmm. like yeah. called me out yeah. and mm-hmm. in like the nicest way of like girlfriend, like mm-hmm. entrepreneur brain, bring it back, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. bring it back. So now it's like, okay, yeah, I know what to do next time. So, but that's, that that's really good advice to have and some anonymous. Advice. I think too, like, I feel like all day long, you can say all all you want to your employees. And it's not until that first time that they start to trust you, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, I feel like for us, we were always like, we're we're cool. Like, come tell us if you're having a hard time and, you know, we'll be all right. And I remember the first time, my immediate reaction would be like, oh, my God. Like, why are you struggling right now? Like, can please, like, can you please look at my plate? And but I knew that if I reacted that way, then they would never trust me again. You know, so it's like one of those things where it's hard to build that trust without having the experience of the you don't want the experience. But the one time it happens and you handle it correctly, like it's just 
then every single employee later, they're going to be like, no, no, it's for real. She really means this. Like, she's really going to handle it. For sure. If Mm -hmm. you're having a problem. Absolutely. You know. That's a really good reminder of, especially it's just someone coming to you and you're like, oh my gosh. I literally, I'm like drowning and just being able to stop for a minute and mm-hmm. stop yourself for a minute and, yeah. and really handle that. So yeah, no, totally. Like we're and we're guilty of it. I mean, there's been many times it's like you can ask me any question anytime in the office. You know, it's free time. They come in and like you busy. I'm like I'm very busy right now. What do you need? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh, I'm like, no, no. Give me five minutes and then I'll be in the mental space to absorb whatever you need me to absorb right now. Like. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I We must do a good job of making ourselves look very busy. Like, it literally came up in one of the annual reviews of, like, to make you a little less stressed and busy. We're like, we're handling I thought we were handling this just fine. Why is this coming up in your review? Yeah, it's true. It's like me telling my—I my, my I have one nephew. My sister has a little 14-, 15-month-old boy. And hmm. and, uh, and I, I said, like, you know, there's so much, like, part of psychology. Like, if he's, like, upset or crying, don't tell him it's okay because you don't know if he's okay. Yeah, right. you, don't, you don't know what's feeling, and you want to be able to make sure he's regulated. But then my dog whines. I'm like, you are fine. fine. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, so taking my own advice on. Yeah, certain, for sure. My yeah. dog's like the boy who cried wolf. That dog whines all the time. Mine, too. And he just wants to go outside all the time. Mine doesn't need anything. He I doesn't don't know need anything. It, I'm like, you've had food. You have water. We've you've been played. outside. Yes. I'm holding you. And she's like, bow. I <laughs> like, know. <laughs> I know. Mine's the same way. We have that little bell thing on the door. Like, that's how we taught oh, him to go out. Mm. Horrible idea. All he does is ring that damn bell. <laughs> ring it. Ring it again. Ring it again. Come whine at me. Ring the bell. Like, I heard the bell. I'm ignoring the bell. You know? Oh, <laughs> you don't need to go out. You don't need to go out. He's like, yeah. what's the point of this bell? <laughs> yeah. 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 We digress. Uh, I feel like you've named so many strengths that you have as a yeah. boss. I think like your your past and your your experience with other bosses has really kind of let you hone it, which I think is you're so far along, so much farther along than I think other entrepreneurs. Cause I don't feel like I had <laughs> like I don't think I had an idea of a kind of boss I was gonna be. And we kind of just we were like in our twenties. Yeah, but so still I'm go. I'm almost forty. So I've a little more life experience. Yeah. <laughs> but still it's like it's still one of those things where we we failed a lot yeah, to figure did. out what kind of a boss, what made us a good boss, and what mm-hmm. kind of how we should manage. So I'm really curious what you think is the most important trait to have, like just as a generality, and what do you think is your strongest trait that you can identify right now when you're managing your team? I would say I, I did talk very badly about the bad boss, but I do want to give props to like a really good boss. And mm-hmm. one thing that I did really take away from her and what she did with me, and this is when I was in Oregon Tissue Donation, and so it, I had a very weird role. And it sounds like a weird job in general. It's a weird job. Sound weird. Um, so pretty much there were there's people that are there's a coordinator for like every hospital going mm-hmm. through the organ donation process. It's very, very slow. It's um there's nurses, there's it's it's handled very delicately, but there's all these other organizations that touch donation in some capacity. There's funeral homes, there's hospices um that are are all part of the process that typically get forgotten. Mm-hmm. And so my job was kind of to touch upon, like just to manage all the relationships around donation. And it was mostly with tissue donation. And so all my uh, clients were funeral homes. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, and some of my best friends are funeral directors, funeral homeowners. It's a very, very fun time. They're mm-hmm. great drinkers. Um, yeah. They're fabulous drinkers. Um, and so this role was, I was kind of on my little, little lonely, lonely island mm-hmm. and I didn't really belong anywhere. There was no team that I just, so I kind of went to everybody's team meetings, but I just kind of came and went, but 
I had to really play a weird role that was I had to be completely in the middle. I had to advocate for both my organization and the clients. Mm -hmm. I couldn't always be like, well, I couldn't play devil's advocate and be Mm -hmm. like, well, they they mean well. Like I had to go back to my company be like, we messed up. Mm -hmm. We are messing this up and this is how we need to fix it Mm -hmm. and really do both sides of that. But my boss, so like for the most part, funeral homes are great. They're wonderful. They're like still good. Most of my best friends. There are some that just hate donation. They hate donation in every capacity. And they would call, they'd scream, they'd get mad, they'd curse you out. They would tell families like horrible, horrible things. But they would always always say, I want to talk to your boss. Let me talk to your boss. And at the end of the day, my role had not really been a successful role for anybody for like a decade. I was Mm -hmm. the first person to come in and actually put, like make something out of it and Mm -hmm. get things to a good place. And so my boss told me, she said, if any point anyone wants to talk to your boss, you are all, you're going to know better than I am and say, you're talking to her. You're going to handle this 1,000% better mm-hmm. than I can. Mm-hmm. And she just said, I trust you. Mm-hmm. I trust your opinion. I trust the stance you're taking. I trust mm-hmm. I trust your experience in this, yeah. even though she had like just absolute insane amount of knowledge for for donation and organ donation in a completely different capacity. She was looking at it from a totally different viewpoint. She yeah. knew she was going to always sway in the direction of the company and not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And she said, you can, you fully understand the needs of everybody. Mm-hmm. I trust you to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. Do you know how powerful that is? Yeah. Yeah. Like when someone says like, I know you will own this to the best of your ability mm-hmm. for for yourself, for us, and for them. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I realized people really need. Mm-hmm. They need to be trusted. They need mm-hmm. ownership in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so like when I was just talking about um, the girl um, and working in, just kind of in, in the prep area, she's brilliant. Mm-hmm. She's She's done so much in her career. And I had this moment where I was like, she can't just be back there and prepping food. This is insane. <laughs> and so when I, like, and I presented to her, I was like, I want you to own this. Like, mm-hmm. and I want to listen to you. And mm-hmm. I want to, like, you're going to know things that are going on back here that I'm not always going to. Mm-hmm. And I, and just know that I trust in your opinion and what you think. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to see people, like, if there's a charcuterie board and you notice it always coming back with people plucking things off, like, tell me, like, we don't need that. Like, mm-hmm. if you were seeing people always wanting to add certain things on, tell me, we'll switch it up. Mm-hmm. Like, I think people want to own part of, like, yeah. mm-hmm. pa- part of the process. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I'm noticing this and this and this. I bet things could be a little bit different. Right. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. I know probably, and this is probably why I wasn't an entrepreneur in my 20s. I don't know if I would have been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think probably either my imposter syndrome, my ego, something would have gotten the way into that. And where I didn't want to feel wrong. Yeah. Mm. And I think you get to be 40, <laughs> you're going to be wrong. <laughs> and so it's like I think it's being okay to be wrong yes. and also take um, and be able to listen to people that are yeah. doing – who are on the floor. And yeah. doing. it's not just the floor. It's the sales teams. It's mm-hmm. the admin staff. It's the catering people. It's who's ever seen things just to – Obviously, like you can't take everything into accountability, be like, yes, let's make all these changes, but to at least know because it's part of the bigger picture. It's how you can move forward in a different way. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I've learned in this piece. And I'm hoping that's like what I can bring like Mm -hmm. as a leader Mm -hmm. in, in 
allowing people to be seen and be heard and mm-hmm. very validated in their own experiences. Yeah. yeah. I love that. And that's like, that is my biggest struggle is being wrong. Like it just is. And, but I feel like it's been such a learning experience. And I, what I have found for me, cause I still, it's not that I like to be right. Cause that's really what I, what I, a lot of the self like development trying to figure out why do I care so much? And it's not that I want to be right. It's that I want to have no regrets. And so when I have a team member come to me and say, I think we should do this, mm-hmm. and I think we should do the opposite, it's because, and maybe because the reason is, like, there's things that are like, oh, I want to change X, Y, Z because it's not it's not working or whatever. And I feel like, well, we haven't actually done it to, the, to its capacity. Like, we haven't done our due diligence on it at all. Mm-hmm. And I really firmly believe that this is going to be the right path forward. But, like, let's, can we try it for real? Can we try it for real for a month? And yeah. if after a month it's still failing— 100% will change it because mm-hmm. I don't want to look back on it and say, man, I should have just trusted my gut and I knew that was right. You know what I mean? That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm like, is it being right or wrong or is it trusting your gut? Right. And for me, I've I've, I've told my, uh, my husband, Michael, I'm like, any t- part of this process that has that I've regretted, that I've been upset about is when I haven't trusted my gut. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And every time that I followed it, I'm like, okay, even if it's like, you know what? That didn't work. And let's try something else. And I thought that was going to look good or I thought that was the best thing to get. Like, at least I I, I trusted it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, I think some people just don't want to be wrong. Yeah. I think what yours is, like, it's about trusting your yeah, gut. Sure. And that could be some, like, for me, that's all that some of that is like my childhood right. trauma mm-hmm. stuff that I have to go through that I am learning about of where I was told forever my gut was not to be trusted, right. that mm-hmm. it was wrong. Mm-hmm. So it took me a long time to realize, like, to listen to that. Yeah. So, but everybody has a different experience with sure. that. So it's, I think, I think some people are just like, I'm right. But yeah. I think other people is, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of that comes down to how, like, those things were viewed in mm-hmm. your family yeah. growing up. Totally. And I think it it kind of, to the same point, it's, what I feel like with my employee is I don't want to shut them down. I don't want them to stop giving me ideas. Right. I don't want them to stop talking to me about it. So it's like, I hear you, I see you, and I can see your point. I can see where this could be an issue. But what you don't see maybe is this aspect of it, the bigger picture that we need to explore. But, you know, and I I say like, I could be completely wrong. But, you know, for me, I just need to have that peace of mind that we, you know, did it to its, to had a fidelity with it, I guess you could say, is (laughs) what I say all the time. For sure. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that that's, I love all the things that you said about, you know, giving people ownership and empowering trusting them, your gut yeah. and empowering them to do the best job. And I think there's something about like hiring a team and like yes. interviewing all these people that makes you realize there's a lot of skills out there and a lot of holes that you have and that you don't know everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like I always say that for me, I know that my team is strong when I'm the weakest link on my team. Like I hire for my holes. I hire right. for those people that I think are going to take what I have and make it better. For sure. And I think it's always like such an honor to be able to be the leader of someone who I deem whatever aspect it is better than I am. But I'm Mm -hmm. in charge of leading them and growing them. For sure. Mm -hmm. That was really, I think I've I've hired servers very differently, but like hiring a manager, Mm -hmm. um, I think that was, that was the one piece of advice given to me from like, like, like we were just talking about like Sarah Sarah Abernathy, like she was, she was just like the one thing I didn't do right off the bat was just hire a manager because mm-hmm. you think like, oh, I, I can save a certain amount of money. I'll yep. just have servers do the thing. She's like, it is worth the spend every single yes. time. And 
So I had built that into my budget. I'd built mm-hmm. that into my my yeah. first couple of years cost. And it was so much more nerve wracking for me to make that hire. Mm-hmm. And I probably waited way too long to give her the offer, even though I knew I was going to hire her. Mm-hmm. Like there was something that felt, because it's so vulnerable. It's yes. such a vulnerable position. Yes. There, I know how I am in more of like, I've mentioned a bigger picture where I wanted someone in the weeds, the operations, the scene, the day-to-day, and to be able to see things in a way that I can't. Mm-hmm. And the woman I hired, she's amazing. And like every single day I'm like, I spend with her, I was like, oh my God, I've made the absolute right yeah. choice. Mm-hmm. And she's ex-military. She, I asked, I'm like, so have you done any type of inventory thing? She's like, oh, you know, like a small 55 million like inventory with the army. I'm like, Okay. Uh, <laughs> you can handle my wine. Oh, <laughs> uh, you can handle my uh my Same my uh my 50 bottles of wine. It's fine. Um <laughs> and but she she just is she the way she she is approaching mm-hmm. the role and I was interviewing people today and and I was like there was someone I was kind of on the fence with and I was and I was talking to her about it and she just and she, the way she presented it back to me she's like I can see where you're going on both sides. Here's where I think it's a good idea. It wasn't like, oh, God, no. Or like, oh, well, you have to do. It was just this very, mm-hmm. the way she like laid it out for me in a way of, mm-hmm. it was super appreciated. Yeah. And it was, again, it's like, just like you were saying, it's like, I feel like you're trusting your gut, but you go into decision fatigue and so mm-hmm. much oh, of yeah. this yes. too. That's yes. a huge, probably like where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's probably my, when I get to a downfall or like a trauma yeah. response of yeah. like not being able to like go into tro- total paralysis, yeah. but like she laid it out, like she saw what I was saying mm-hmm. and she, she put it in a couple ways. It was like, oh my God, it was just something like mm-hmm. I needed to hear and right. she's very calm and I'm yeah. a little like, you know, I get a little, <laughs> I get a little excited or a little, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's really appreciated. So yeah, I love that. Well, um, we would love to talk a little about what you see, like what are your goals for your team and like what are you projecting in the next year for your team? So I would really like to continue digging out of people. I mean, not dig, but like Mm -hmm. really what they see for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think I always hated in interview questions like, where do you see yourself in five years? It's like kind of the worst because it's um, maybe here. If I don't say that, are you going to hire me? (laughs) Exactly. Um, Going to your competitor. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) And so I want to continue to make the time Mm -hmm. and effort to continue to build on people. Mm -hmm. And have either of you read the book, Powerful, Patty uh, McCord? She was Mm -hmm. one of the like top leadership people at like the very beginning of Netflix. Like she was there through like the transition of like the DVDs to streaming. But she has like such great nuggets of really like when you give people um, the chance to see their own market value Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. if somebody leaves, it's like, that's awesome. Like Mm -hmm. that's great. She's like, I almost very rarely gave a counter offer mostly because I didn't want them to feel like now they're worthy now that they're mm, planning on leaving right, me. Right. She would say like, hey, like go do what you got to do. Like if you want us to give you a counter, we can have the discussion, but I would rather you go experience something. And if it's not what you expect, let's have a conversation and bring you back. Mm-hmm. It was very much around like, People need to take every year or so and be like, what are my skill sets? Mm-hmm. Where do I stand out? Where do I shine? Where are the things that like I'm kind of lacking on? Like me, it's like 
I barely passed finance in grad school. It's like, we're, that's why I have a CPA. Right. Um, you know, it's like to be able to take those things and like, where am I at and what do I want to do mm-hmm. and what can get me there? And right. having to sit down with everybody uh, at certain points and being like, what feels good? What doesn't? What do you see? It's like, hey, I've heard you talking about your wine label and I would love to help start some of the mm-hmm. business development side of yeah. that and be reaching out to people. I'm like, let's talk. Mm-hmm. Let's continue to build on people's skills and what they want to do. Like maybe it's hiring, taking someone out of a serving role and having them be full-time social media. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's saying, hey, we're building the second location you want up for manager. Let's get, have you start doing some leadership Mm -hmm. development here to start preparing you for some things like that. Instead of just throwing you in and having you, expecting you to know how to deal with the team. You know, so knowing that I need to get out of my own brain and running a business and do those things and not yeah. just once a year. It's like just all be able to have those conversations and really build up. To, so when we have those conversations, people have already been thinking about it mm-hmm. and know which direction that they want to go. Mm-hmm. So I would like people at a year to be thinking not just my next couple of shifts and mm-hmm. what that looks like, but <laughs> where do I want to go? You can always find people with hunger and drive and grit, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. in in those places that can come and do that for a while. But it's the people that I want to do this thing with Mm me. And like, I, that's what I've always, I've said to everybody I've hired. I'm like, I hope, you know, I want you on this journey with Mm me. And hopefully in a year I could be offering like part, like profit sharing or healthcare and things to be able to take care of people in a better way when I'm not just getting off of the ground, but always being able to, give people really the reason of like a bigger, a bigger Mm -hmm. reason as to why they're there and not just me being almost the last reason, Mm -hmm. but for them. Yeah. It's like you're creating stakeholders. Yes. Yes. And I think that's, um, I love that because I think it's hard to do that. It's, it's easy, I think, to try to put forth, you know, that's what you want, but it's hard to create, to really create those stakeholders, especially as a new business, because just exactly like you said, you're kind of stuck in the weeds of, mm-hmm. you know, the day-to-day and, and whatnot. And I love that you're having those conversations and, you know, putting these things on the calendar. Like, I want to have these check-ins because I don't want it to, like, I don't want to forget about it, which is what we did for so long. We were like, oh, yeah, we probably should check in with people. It's been a year yeah. since their last <laughs> Time one-on-one. Time you know? so I know it does. But I, I, I really love that because I think it sounds like that's such a cornerstone of your culture. And that's exactly it. And kind of at the beginning of this, I could have had some opportunities to work with investors and not Mm -hmm. just put all my money into it. Mm -hmm. But number one, being a little control freak. Number two, I wanted to show my model worked. Yeah. The second you introduce investors or any like seed incubator paces, someone else is saying, well, that's not going to work and you should do this. And because we've done this and this and this and this, where I wanted to come into it and saying, clean slate, Mm -hmm. here's exactly what I did from beginning to end. Here's where I made the changes here and here to adjust what was working, but to use that as a model for Mm -hmm. other things moving forward. Because for what I'm trying to do, it's just to do things in a really different way. It's Mm -hmm. like, I want to have that data. I want to Mm -hmm. show that. I want to have the data be within the people that are working for me right. and have have that be such a part of this too. Yeah. So I just knew it had to be from not just the core values and the brand alignment and who I am and what the space looked like and guest experience, but like it needed to be the whole, the whole story. Yeah. Oh, I love that yeah, so much. Love that. Yeah. So 
What's one thing that you've learned about yourself in this process, this whole process? Oh, probably things I already knew. I have no patience. Um, I'm getting, I feel like I'm getting a little bit better. Okay. I think this is going to sound weird. I think I learned, I know more than I mm. thought I did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you would have told me five years ago that I would be starting a business, like I, 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 I don't know if I would have believed you, mm -hmm. but to get through so many of these pieces and to sort through, oh my gosh, the things we had to do for SBA, sure. like, oh, yeah. holy mm -hmm. mother of God. Yes. It, it's, I mean, you promised like your first child and a kidney. I yes. mean, it's just like, there's, they need everything. Like, I mean, yeah. so much of this. And I think what I learned is so, so unequivocally that I needed to, I've needed to trust my gut all along, yeah. like we were saying. And again, the parts of the process that have made me the most mad is when I haven't. But there's been, but I think I'll, I'll, I'll kind of add on to that. I think if I were to have done this five years ago, 10 years ago, two years ago, certain parts of the process would have stopped me in my tracks. Mm -hmm. And instead, at this point, I have learned where my strengths are mm -hmm. and how to overcome some of those things to keep going. Mm -hmm. And one of those was like the the space where I'm at, the realtor, when he first showed it to us a year ago, we're looking at it and he said, by the way, you are never going to get this place. What? He literally said, Why? you will Is this your realtor? Oh, not mine. Yeah. Um, it was not mine. And he's like, well, they want to do a different concept. I was uh -oh. like, and, and he was like, I probably wouldn't even apply, but I guess like go ahead if you feel like it. And mm -hmm. I think a couple of years ago, I probably, I wouldn't have. Right. Mm -hmm. I right. think I've just been like, they're not going to pick. Why put it in the work? Why do the thing? Why mm -hmm. go through the effort to just feel rejected? Yeah. I think I was more scared of rejection yeah. than doing something. Mm -hmm. So I think I would have let something like that absolutely deter me away. Mm -hmm. Like at some point of the process, like, so it's now that I've said husband 45 times, we're not actually married, but we like wear wedding rings and we feel like we are. It's mostly yeah. that we've gone through the pandemic and we're over 40. Like, let's just yeah. be honest. It's right. like we're, life works a little differently. Mm -hmm. But there was kind of a whole conversation about like wanting his financials because mm. they're like, we looked at yours and yours are great, but where's his? I'm like, you know, we're, you know, we're not married, mm -hmm. right? Like I know we're weird and we call each other husband and wife but, and we wear rings, but we're not. And they're like, yeah, we know. So let's reverse the situation. If right. this was him applying for this. Right. Is he on the business at all? No, zero. Oh, yeah. what? Yeah. Right. And I said, if so if this was him, would you be getting his random girlfriend's financials? Mm -hmm. And you know the answer is no. no. 100 You 1,000% know that answer is no. Right. And if you are going to sit there and tell me that you would, I will walk away today. Mm -hmm. I would not have done that two years mm -hmm. ago. I wouldn't have done that five years ago. Yeah. Like to, to stand like in this perfect location, like – to act, I mean, first of all, he told me I wasn't going to get it. Then I got it. Mm -hmm. Then we get to this place. And then they, and where if I had gotten to this point even a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. I would have probably been like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll get it for you and I'll do this. And I just said, nope, I'll walk away today. I'll mm -hmm. say no, we'll tear it up and you guys yeah. can go find somebody else because mm -hmm. that has, is beyond like, have you not listened to my mission and values and mm -hmm. my, like my core value <laughs> alignment? Like, it's going completely against that. Yeah. So I think that's probably the thing I've learned in this process is to use my voice yeah. and to trust that gut and that I know I'm I'm not going to always make the right decision, sure. but I'm going to make, I'm going to do what's best for my situation. In yeah. that moment. In yeah. that moment. Yeah. 
I love that. The information given. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. No, we <laughs> say that all the time. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I love that. And I love that. I feel very empowered talk, listening to you because I do. It is, it is, it's a hard world to navigate. Mm-hmm. And and I think that sometimes when I, we started very young and I still think we had a lot of gumption. And, but there to are. To be th- clear, I'm also in my 40s now. <laughs> yeah. Not now managing at 20. I'll be 39 but, yeah. in a couple months. So she's not, she there. hasn't made it yet. She's not in the full decade. <laughs> but I just want to pinch her cheek. That's yeah. right. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. I just, I just think that I think it's such a true statement too that. And I think that we've interviewed people before and they just like, oh, I just wish I would have started sooner. I wish I would have done this sooner. I wish, you know, I realized I waited too long. And, you know, and I, I really feel like this is probably the slight woundness of me is that you do things at the right time, you know, and it all kind of works out in the end. Because mm-hmm. there's definitely things I feel like we started really young. But if we had done what we did now, I would have been actually too scared, mm-hmm. right? Because I would have had a lot more to lose. Yeah. You, than and I you have might have overthought it. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it wasn't a whole lot of thought. Time, yeah. timing is mm-hmm. like there is so much with timing, but then I think so much comes into it too. It's like I, I mean, I had to sort of convince myself. I'm like, was it luck? Mm-hmm. Was it luck mm-hmm. that I got this? Like, mm-hmm. but like, no, no, I had something stacked against me. It was sure. so you, you just you you go through certain things in your mind of like, is it privilege? Mm-hmm. Is it like, I, is it pushiness? <laughs> is it is like what what was it? But I think a lot of it is timing and preparedness mm-hmm. and. Yes confidence but mm-hmm. also like I think the scared also drives a lot yeah. like I yeah. mean it I I tell myself I'm like every day I'm like okay imposter syndrome like mm-hmm. get get your shit together here and right. but at the same time I think imposter like vulnerability yeah. it, it keeps you humble keeps you humble yeah. and also has you tackle things in a totally different way yeah. if you were just like pretending like mm-hmm. you got this it's yeah. like some days I don't freaking got it yeah <laughs> <laughs> And you have to, yeah. and you have to be okay with that. Yeah. yeah, totally. Absolutely. Well, I love that. I love your whole mission. Yeah. And I love that you're paying it forward and yeah. that you're investing in your employees. I think that um, is amazing. And I can't wait. I hope we have you back like in a year to see. Yeah, totally. Talk about what's happened. How, how Maybe we could do like a live recording. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At, at the space. The space while drinking. While drinking some champagne. Yeah. I think that's the only correct thing to do. I agree. The only correct thing to do. We'll put it on the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> like why not? Why not put things out into the universe with that's a little right. buzz? You that's know, right. that's the only thing to do. Well, thank you so much for. Yeah, of course. So Thank you guys Thank for having you. me so much. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for gathering with us today to talk about team building. To learn more about RBF, you can visit rbf.wine or follow at Show Me Your RBF on Instagram. And to learn more about our hustles, visit us on the gram at CD Events, at the Bradford NC, at Anthem.house and at Hustle and & Gather. And if you're interested in learning more about our speaking, training, or venue consulting, head to our website at hustleandgather.com. And if you love us and you love this show, we'd be more than honored if you left a rating and a review. This podcast is a production of Earfluence. I'm Courtney. And I'm Dana. And we'll talk with you next time on Hustle & Gather.